you're making it worse. But acknowledging it, saying, you know, at this moment, yeah, I am angry. I am frustrated. I am, um, you know, frightful. You know, like I, I had that terrible thought. I yeah. had that terrible thought. I had that hateful thought. I had yeah. that, you know, like I said that terrible thing, you know, like. It, the moment that the thought was generated, it already happened. It already happened. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, there is no point in like feeling shameful and now like, you go down the rabbit hole. Oh yeah. my God, I need to go see someone. How can I be thinking this way? What is wrong with me? Oh, there's something really deeply wrong with the fact that I'm still, I mean, it's like, it could be endless. And that that's actually, I think this is a really good point too. I'm Fatih Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. It's good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to An Honest Look. <laughs> Today we're being very, very honest. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or transparent or transparent. <laughs> vulnerable. That's a good word. Both of those words. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to turn my volume up. Anyways, good morning. Um, good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. Right. True, true, true. You're going to watch this. Yeah. I'm still not used to this morning. <laughs> Me neither. We may just switch back at some point. <laughs> well, in, in, in some ways, I mean, again, like, you know, like when we, we were talking about this, like we've done this show now for a year and a half, almost two years, right? Almost two years, yeah. regular spot, Wednesday, four o'clock your time, one o'clock my time. You know, uh, the routine was sort of ingrained and- Talking about habits, huh? Well, it, yeah, in a, in a sense, right? It became something normalized. And, um, and then we kind of realized that, you know, as we were, you know, getting guests on and things like that, that there were certain time zones that uh, like wouldn't, wouldn't work, you know, kind of a thing. And, and uh, we have a, a, a European audience and uh, it's very, very late there. And I noticed that a lot of my other workshops that I do from with other coaches and things like that, they're all tied towards the morning, any, any time between, you know, seven and 10 o'clock my time um which would be like 10 o'clock your time um seemed to be the sweet spot for having even, even though the, everyone can catch this on a replay right so well they could they could yeah i mean what we wanted to do though is we wanted to have a little bit more interaction like you know like if people wanted to interact with us they could do that on a live live basis right right yeah um anyway, what is today's topic well, the well, it's it's, it's well. <laughs> let's just put it. Let's just put it right out there. It's finding calm in the storm. How to stay on course during uncertain times. Right. And how do you do that when you're deep in it and you still have to show up, right? Well, that that is yeah. I mean, when you're in the thick of things from my experience um there doesn't seem to be a separation to, between my experience and what is actually happening 
in the moment. That's my experience. Um, in the sense of I'm not conscious of the experience or the feelings that are going on with me in the moment. So, you know, overwhelmness, sadness, depression, whatever, whatever those are, are going on, they're happening in the moment, but I'm caught up in it. I mean, it could just be that you are in your feelings so much that you're losing sight of the greater picture in that moment, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm losing sight of what's really happening in the moment because what I'm, because, because most of the time and, and, you know, overwhelmness creeps in more often than any other emotion. And mm -hmm. part of that is when I look at um, a to-do list and say, you know, something very simple, like, like I look at all the things that have to happen within say a, a short period of time. And I wonder how the heck am I ever going to complete those things? Right. And, and so what ends up happening is I get very overwhelmed about looking at the bigger picture, but that bigger picture is future-based. It has nothing to do with the reality of what's happening in the moment in the sense of what's in front of me. And, and, but when I'm caught up in it, I don't see that. All I see is the busyness, the, the, the tasks, the, the deadline, um, uh, you know, so there's no clarity in what action I should be taking until I notice that, oh, geez, I'm, you know, that experience I'm having, I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed in the moment. So even, even the act of noticing that you're in an emotion separates you from, gives you a, a little bit of separation enough for me to sort of remind myself, okay, so what can I do now as opposed to looking at everything as a whole and getting overwhelmed about it? I can become more present and say, all right, so what is it that I really need to do? What is it that's the most important? And it's not going in through a, um, analyzing or, or, or working harder or thinking about it, which also creates overwhelmness for me. It's really doing what we did before we started here is just take some deep breaths and center ourselves and try and get ourselves focused to more of a quieter mind. In other words, shaking the old snow globe doesn't doesn't help, doesn't help me at all. But when I realize that I'm doing it, I can I can settle it down. And it's amazing the clarity that comes through in the sense of. I get, an, I get a nudge or a notion that that's what I need to be doing. It points me in a direction and says, that's what I need to be doing right now. And, and I do it. I just take the step towards it. And, it. and I know from past experience, and this is something that we teach paramedics a lot, um, is you don't rush into... A burning building or an emergency situation you don't you you do it in a calm controlled manner if we check the the anxiety levels of of what's going on and we don't want to match that anxiety level we want to be that calming force in the storm and um and i like the analogy that you know the, the how you put the title together 
because one of the one of the metaphors I love to use is the thing about a sailboat. And uh, uh, I used to own a sailboat and and did some racing and various things. So I can't understand the mechanics around a sailboat. And one of the very things that I was taught early was that anytime I got into trouble, anytime the boat seemed like it was out of control, <clears throat> let go of the tiller. Let go of the, the so-called steering wheel of the, of the sailboat. Let go of the lines. And immediately what happens, because the boat is designed the way it is, it immediately goes into, into the wind. And when it's pointing straight into the wind and there's no tension on the sails or anything like that, it, it settles itself down. Right, but the, I, I would also imagine that it's just going to go in a direction that wasn't the one you wanted it to go or you could have predicted it would go. Well, it, I mean, maybe maybe further down the line, but in the moment, right? right? Like, so when you're really struggling to try and keep the boat on course, there's you get feel the tension. The boat doesn't want the, the boat's not working. Um, you're you're healed over way too far. You can't you're you seem to be totally out of control. But when you let go of everything, the boat naturally settles. So in other words, it points itself to the wind and just stops. Right. So so it's like basically an analogy of the ultimate surrender, right? Like letting go when you're trying to control something. Yes. That you really have no control over. You have no control over it. It's going to take you where it needs to go, the best route possible that it's being, you know, guided to by the wind, right? And you're going to have to let go of where that is. hundred <laughs> percent. But, but what, what, I, what I think is what's on offer, though, is the fact that you now have this moment where you can just settle your, yourself down. Right. Right. Because, you know, your heart's beating harder, you know, it's like, you know, you, you felt like you were going to be tossed out of board kind of a thing. But now that you're in the even you're still in the storm, like the storm has not gone away. But you're now able to sit in the boat with a little bit of comfort and get your bearings straight and, and then try and figure out, OK, obviously, I can't go in that direction. Right what are the what are my options and you can control the boat in a more gentle way um to take it to a course or you can just you know set see anchor <laughs> what's that see where it lands you well and see where it lands you right but but more in a but you're doing it in a more calmer fashion as opposed to trying to control so you can't control the wind you can't control the weather but you can harness it to your advantage. And that's, that's the other fundamental difference is that when you, when you have the skills and you understand what's going on, it's about harnessing the energy, not trying to control the energy. Right. I think, I think what's, uh, what's really important about um, everything that you said and what I, I would personally point to in this, mm -hmm. yeah. I am in my store. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is not ideal for me to be there, in my personal opinion, to talk about it. But you know, <laughs> just the way as I'm experiencing it, what is also important to um, really 
realize is that the moment that you realize that you're, let's say, in overwhelm, you're overwhelmed by what's going on, staying present, that part of being present with the moment is also understanding what you need in that moment, which may not be what your mind is tagging as what you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example of me last night. I had a lot to do. I'm moving in less than a week. Yeah. I have a lot of other things going on because I'm also leaving for two months, yes. <laughs> less than a week. And I just had so much to do. I have a lot to do. And around like 9 p.m. when I put my daughter to bed, I felt so exhausted mm-hmm. <laughs> that I realized in spite of the fact that I have these 10 items that I wanted to get done once she went to bed, what my body's telling me in this moment is that I need to rest. Mm-hmm. It is literally, my body is literally putting me to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this ideal? Will it maybe add to the pressure? Maybe, maybe not, right? Will it get done? I'm going to do my best to get it done. And am I going to die from it? Probably not. <laughs> but if I sleep. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I take my rest. So, yeah, I think it's really also about getting in touch with what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the system is overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> and what the system needs to calm down is not just being present with what's going on and re- rewiring the thinking and all of that. Sometimes it's just rest. Let go of all the things that you are piling on that are creating the overwhelm. And that that is typically the opposite of what we feel that we need to do in this moment where we're in the storm. We just want to like prevent it. We just want to get things done. We just want to come out of it as fast as possible. Work harder. Yeah. Work harder, push harder, you know, resist it. And it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. And I'm not saying sit back and sleep instead of getting stuff done. But really recognize when that is a necessity, that is something that your body needs. Like for me last night, my body needed rest. My mind needed rest. Yeah. I need I needed to press the pause button and let go of all of the future predictions of what may happen if I didn't, right? Yeah. And not go into, you know, the catastrophic thinking, not go into the now I have 20 things to do tomorrow instead of 10, you know, like all of the stuff that we typically tend to do and which, which you know, drives us to keep pushing past our own limits. Yep. So being present to me is very much about not just staying present with our thinking, but also staying present with our body. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's part of part of it's the mind body connection, right? Yeah. It's sort of paying yeah. attention. And that's exactly, I mean, it matches the metaphor of the sailboat because the, yeah. the sailboat has its own limitations. And when you recognize that you, you've you reached your limitations, you know, you're beautifully described that you need a rest. And that's what you're doing when you let go of the, the, um, the lines and let go of the tiller. You're just allowing yourself to rest momentarily, like, you know, whatever, how long it takes. Um, to get your bearings present and then you can then you can from that point you can see okay like you said am i gonna 
you know, something terrible can really happen? You know, am I going to die over this or whatever? You know, it's like, am I ever going to get it done? Who knows? But from a settled point of view, I find I get more stuff done. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it amazes me sometimes. Like, it's like, and, and I don't know if this is, I, I'm sure it's just the trick of the mind, but time doesn't matter anymore. Like from that settled point of view, it doesn't matter what's ahead of me. If I'm only doing what I'm focused on, it's sort of like, oh, it's almost like the thought of all the overwhelmness, the baggage holds you back from being productive. So if you just kind of look, look at, okay, so what's the most important thing? What do I need? Oh, that's what I need to do. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. In a sense, it's very much like recognizing in a moment that you're feeling overwhelmed, right? Yes. So really zooming out in that moment, yeah. <laughs> looking at the bigger picture, what needs to get done for a moment, and then coming back into the present moment. Okay, I'm going to zoom out. I'm going to tell you how I went through this this morning. Okay, I am really overwhelmed. I have this, this, this. Yep. My son's graduating. I have all this stuff. All of it happening this week, right? All these emails, text messages, you know, like a lot of stuff that need really needs my attention. It's all on the like important list, right? Yes, yes, yes. So I zoomed out, I was like, okay, it's a lot. I don't, I feel really overwhelmed when I think about it that way and I see it all like that, but I, I need to have that overview to see what needs to be, get done. And now I'm gonna come back to now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I know that I need to show up for the show. And while it's overwhelming me to think about that, I need to, to pause everything that I need to do to come and do this. I'm just going to stay with the steps one after the other. Get ready. Get your stuff, you know, set up. Mm -hmm. Sit down and show up. Yeah, yeah. Just minute by minute, you know, like learning yeah. like moment after moment after yeah. moment after moment. You can always take one step. Absolutely. Maybe it doesn't feel like you can take this 10 steps that you need to take in the next hour, but you can always take that one step and see where it goes. And yes. Then the next step. And then yep. the next step. It really becomes about overview and then coming right back in and like being highly focused on one little piece of it at a time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's beautiful because that that's exactly, you know, what what's required because when you're only taking one step at a time you can't help but be present in that moment right so you're not going any further than what's present in the moment when our minds start to go further than that then the feelings of overwhelmness anxious all those other things start to creep in again so there's something very valuable in understanding that it is moment by moment and only take the step that's in the moment as opposed to not hanging on to all the stuff that needs to get done and also you know like you always say you know slow down to speed up right yes really take the time in that moment that you feel overwhelmed it literally takes a few seconds like we did before we came on i mean i I disclosed this. I said, I don't know that I can come on today. I am very overwhelmed right now. And I don't like to show up like this when I'm in the thick of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I said, let's do what we know that works. 
let's take some deep breaths. Like literally pause for a second instead of pushing because that's that really is the instinct is to push. Yes. Right? It's like push harder. No, it's the opposite. Slow down for a second. You always have time for a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Maybe it's three, maybe it's five. It doesn't take that long. What that does, it's physiological. It slows down your heart rate, slows down the reactiveness, gets you out of fight or flight, brings you back to the present moment, clears your head, mm-hmm. allows you to actually do the thing that you need to do <laughs> with a clear head instead of being in survival. Yeah. Instead of being in survival. And you know, another another thing that I really use when, you know, sometimes, you know, I showed up, I'm here, I'm talking, I may still feel anxious while I'm, you know, talking. Oh, yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the techniques that I use is I actually got this from, um, well, it's like presencing, right? I really start focusing on different parts of my body, like mm-hmm. tactile sensations, the air that goes through my, you know, nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how how my body's feeling that moment, different body parts. And you can just do that when you sit there and listen to someone. Just really shift your focus around your body and, and make you know bring yourself back to the present moment. If all fails, I hold my breath. Yes. Yeah. That's it. If all yeah. fails, I just hold my breath for like 10 seconds and it slows it down. If I still need to do it, I do it again. Mm-hmm. That typically really gets me out of that panicky mode where I'm like, oh my God, you know, like. <laughs> Welcome to New York City. It well, you know, what happens often. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and, and, and culturally, I mean, when you look at, at the world, it just seems, it seems, it appears in many ways getting busier and busier things are accelerating faster and faster um you know and i know i don't know if it's a trick of the mind or or what it is um but it but like you said instinctively it doesn't appear like we need to slow down like you know it's i think i think i think what we lost is the ability to disconnect ourselves and to actually, I think that was a talent back back when we were back in the you know relaxation. You know, uh, we were talking about it the other day. When was the last time we ever had a weekend off? You know, the weekends have become so busy. You know, sort of like we've waited. I have them. Hmm? <laughs> I have them. Now I have them, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Like we we just got into this cultural acceptance of like allowing work to be the main focus of everything and, and like yep. the priority over everything. Yeah. Just really, really unhealthy. Really, it, really unhealthy. We used to have a Sunday off. Like people stores were literally closed, you know, kind right. of thing. And 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 it kind of forced people to go to the parks and 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 have family time. And now we have we had to dedicate a day here in Canada for family day. <laughs> you're just like like really like can't can, you know like we're we've, we're losing touch of of our ability to slow down relax 
and really take things one step at a time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that really is 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 the opposite of what it feels like you need to do when you're in the storm, when you have a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it really is the thing that's going to allow you to go through it thriving yeah. or at the very least, um, you know, push through it in a, in a calmer way, right? Yeah. We had this debate over whether or not you could be thriving in moments like this. And I was specific about, I don't feel like maybe I'm thriving, but I feel like I can be calm in the storm, right? And I'm okay with that. I don't have to be thriving when I have a tsunami coming my way, right? I, I agree. That's a I moment agree. where I feel like I'm thriving. That's a moment where I feel like I just buckle up and respond in the best way possible, which yeah. is not necessarily my concept of thriving right i see thriving is just there's a lot of ease and flow and joy and you know and that's the other thing you know it's important to also normalize these conversations right normalize that's why actually you know listen it guided us in this direction today right mm -hmm. i was like, yeah i don't want to talk about this while i'm in the thick of it but you know what it's important to normalize it yes if you're looking at me and you you see me as She's calm and she has it together. And I'm sharing with you that actually I'm going through a really overwhelming moment. That's a prime example of, you know, not everything is what it seems, right? Well, look at a uh, duck, right? right. You, you can still be calm and still find the moment difficult, still not enjoy it because I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm thriving. I'm loving this moment. What an opportunity. You know, yeah, looking back in a month from now, I'll be like, wow, what a growth I went through in that True. moment. In this moment that I'm in it, this sucks. This is not fun. This is not my concept of fun. This is not something I particularly enjoy going through. I wouldn't choose to do this, right? But I'm going through it. And it's thick and it's not fun. And, you know, I resent it sometimes and I get angry sometimes and I get overwhelmed sometimes. And at the same time, when I when those feelings come up, the more I focus on them and the more they grow, yes. the more I resist them and the more they grow. Yes. So what, what I really do is, oh, I recognize them. I acknowledge them uh -huh. and I let them express. Yeah. OK, so I had my angry moments. I had one last night. I was extremely angry and I was doing my thing to release emotionally right we're not gonna go through that but there's a lot of ways to release emotions yes everybody's got their... through to yelling to you know expressing what's bothering you punching pillows whatever is your way of doing that it's important that you go through that process instead of really lying to yourself and like well i'm angry but i don't that's it's not you know i don't need to be feeding this you know, that becomes bypass. Okay? Exactly. And, and bypass. That's, yeah. And when you try and put a, you know, I, I know a lot of people are good, you know, good meanings around it, but, you know, trying to put a positive spin on right, things. Positive spin, embellish it, make yeah. going to the spiritual realm, you know, yeah. like all of this. That's all bypass. Yeah. In that moment, I am feeling angry. And totally. the more I deny that truth, the yeah. more I feel guilty about that truth. The more I feel shame about that truth, 
And the more I am emboldening that feeling, mm -hmm. the more I am repressing it and putting it somewhere in there that maybe it's not going to come out while I'm on the podcast and I look all professional and like life is, I'm thriving <laughs> in the store, right? But guess what? In a week, in a day, in an hour, I'm going to blow up because that feeling is still in there and it needs to be expressed. And guess what? In the moment when I was so angry, so triggered, so triggered, because something specific actually happened last night, so triggered, it feels like it's going to last forever. It feels mm. like this is my new reality. It feels yep. like who I am in that moment. And it is. It is who I am in that moment. And when the anger gets expressed, also it feels like, oh my God, I didn't realize how much anger was in there, right? It's still there. And then I could go down like, I can't believe I'm still angry about this thing, but I can go into that. I can just let it be anger, right? Mm -hmm. and literally within, I would say like 15 minutes, I was done. Yeah. I was done. Yeah. I, was, I was completely done. Now, am I still intellectually angry about this thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy. You know, there's a whole other process that needs to happen now from the mindset level, right? Soul mm -hmm. level, all of the rest of it. But what I'm, I'm able to take this process to a whole other level because I don't have to deal with that emotional charge and like suppress it and hide yep. it and keep it at bay, right? And when, when that is so strong and so charged, we can't do any of this. No. We can't. We're no. just caught up in it. We're caught up in it. Caught up. We're shaking the snow globe. Right. The, right. the emotion that you're repressing, bypassing, embellishing, getting all spiritual about, when you repress it like that, continues to bubble up and shake that snow globe. Continues yeah. to like make you uneasy. Continues to just want to express. Let it express. And you know what? And stop judging yourself. Yeah, I was really, really angry. And I maybe thought terrible things, said terrible things. They're in me. They're in there. Yeah. There's no denying them. Let them yeah. out. Let them express. Let them go out of you. Actually, that's cleansing. <laughs> I want these things out of my system. I want them to be released so that they're not staying inside of me. They're not getting stored inside. They, the more you store something, the more you repress it and suppress it, and the more it becomes a part of who you are. Well, and, and you don't exactly. like it, but yeah. yeah. Well, and we tend to think, you know, there are times when I thought, okay, that's not the emotion I want, but that's okay. the emotion you have. That's you are that right now. And and again, trying to do something about that really kind of says you know like you're delaying it you're making it worse but acknowledging it saying you know at this moment yeah i am angry i am frustrated i am um you know frightful you know like i, I had that terrible thought i yeah. had that terrible thought i had that hateful thought i had yeah. that you know like i said that terrible thing you know like it, the moment that the thought was generated, it already happened. It already happened. Yeah, exactly. So it's like there is no point in like feeling shameful. And now that you go down the rabbit hole, oh yeah. my God, I need to go see someone. How can I be thinking this way? What is wrong with me? Oh, there's something really deeply wrong with the fact that I'm still, I mean, it's like it could be endless. And that that's actually, I think this is a really good point too. 
focus on for a second. That can be the trap of self-development or, or like even, and I'm going to put myself into this because I've been there, going to a therapist endlessly. There's no end to it. Unless yeah. you've been through something really, really, really serious in your life, deep trauma, something really thick, you know, that you need to yeah. process with a professional. Going to therapy just for maintenance, ongoing, forever. That's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a trap too. That's that's just like a repeating of the same things over and over and over again. So unless it's moving you, unless yeah. you're moving and shifting and changing things, being rehearsing the same things just really re rehearses who you are, right? Yeah. Reinforces yeah. who you are. Yeah. So there is there's nothing good that can come out of that other than you're just reminding yourself of all those things yeah good point good insight yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. really good yeah. yeah yeah so why I, I was thinking before we got on why is it that we are really so uncomfortable with the uncertainty why do we want so much certainty in our life like what is it with that it's super simple. You thought you were going to put me on the spot with that one? No, 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 no. I just want to open it up. Like, like, and I, and I encourage people, you know, if anybody has any comments or, um, or any questions or, you know, something that they want to, you know, share in an experience, um, uh, you know, please do so in the, in the comment section. Um, and if you're watching the recording, you know, um, still put it in the comment section because we we get notification and we can respond respond to that. But I I know from you know from an emergency planning situation, you know, um, uh, there's a lot of things that we kind of constantly prepare for. Um, but I all I, I was almost thinking that a lot of what we do in in the overthinking like you said yeah we want control we, we want control out of out of out of a situation where we really have no control over well it's it's that ability to be able to predict what's going to happen it's yes. the mind, really the mind that needs yeah. that yeah 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 so it's um yeah and it and it's a, i find it a, a bit of a rabbit hole like you know like and and i was telling you before i got on here i I kept reminding myself about the farmer story, the farmer story. And if you haven't listened to the farmer story, just YouTube the farmer story. And, you, well, and what, you know, just give us the gist of it. I mean, I'm familiar with it, but that's good. Well, the justice of it is that this farmer had a number of different circumstances that to the outside, to his neighbors and friends and family looked catastrophic. Like they, okay. they were like, oh my God, you know, it's like how terrible of this. And he also had some fortunate things happen to him. And of course, his neighbors were always saying, oh, how fortunate this happened. Well, his response to each one of these different circumstances was, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, 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 maybe not, right? Exactly. You know, I mean, it, well, I think what I also got from this story is that from some of the uh, challenging moments or, you know, the, what was it, tragedies that happened, right? Yeah. Something really good ended up happening because of that tragedy in a, in a later time, right? Like, well, it did, but it, but, but again, I, I don't want to, again, that's, to me, that's almost um, saying that there's always something, there's a, there's a, pot of, of gold at the end of the rainbow kind of a thing, like putting that spot. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm no. pointing 
Okay. It was that while that was tragic and it was like, maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's not a good thing. It did sure. have to be a good thing at a later time, right? And then that good thing also was like, well, maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's not a good thing, right? That's what, yeah, that's, oh. that's the, that was yeah. the roller coaster, right. like, because we always go through ups and downs, right? So he had, he had a horse disappear. His neighbor said, how tragic, you lost your only horse, right? And then six horses came back with the horse that went away. And they go, oh, how wonderful. You got six horses now. And he goes, well, maybe, you know, you know, so it's a, sort of like we really don't know from moment to moment what what's on store. Right. You know, and yes, it, it can be. It could be more tragedy. We don't we really don't know. And I think the more we relax and stay present in that moment, I think we can ride the storm better we can look at things more objectively um and i yeah i it's not that the farmer was denying anything that ever happened to him but he wasn't putting a whole lot of emphasis on oh my life is falling apart this is so tragic you know kind of a thing he stayed present he said i don't know what's happening tomorrow you know this may be the best thing ever i don't know and this is some things, you know, like we're both having lots of things going on in our, our lives. And and I really don't know. You know, I'm, I'm hopeful for a, for a positive future all the time. I mean, another thing that I think it's important to point to, and it's something that, again, it's recent, I've recently come to really utilize more as the, well, first of all, it's radical honesty about what's happening for yourself, right? and radical honesty with others, right? Which is, those are two different things. Me recognizing that I'm having an, a challenging moment and I'm feeling overwhelmed is very different than me having the courage or the, the honesty in my relationships to, to voice that and just let people know I'm having a challenging moment. I'm gonna need some help. Can you sure. help? Yeah. You know? Can you, how can you help me in this moment? Yeah. Right? And oftentimes we really stay away from that because we, we have this belief that we're going to get a badge of honor if we just figure it out all on our own, right? Or tough it out. Going to tough it out. I'm the hero. Yeah, I'm the hero. I can do it all on my own. I don't need anybody's help. Yeah. And that's really sad. That's actually pointing to loneliness because... That we we're, we are becoming more individualized as society. Too much, too much so. Too that, much so. Yeah. I I um I randomly came across a YouTube video and I thought oh the title intrigued me it was it was I think it was called um, uh, cultures or um, yeah cultures and spirituality and it was a this um, I forget the title of this person's uh, uh, um, work but he spent 30 years traveling around the world studying the cultures of different uh, indigenous tribes of the area and he noticed that um there was a lot of commonality between all the tribes you know they had mystics within them um you know like uh, medicine men whatever you want to call them you know each one but they had these these sages within each of the organization or the cultures what was also interesting was that they all had this this um 
um, it was all about raising the kids um, from the community. Right. It takes a village to raise the children. Yeah. And I noticed, and he was comparing it to Western so Western worlds, and, and our culture is really individual. Individualized, yeah. 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 You know, like, even within that, you know, even within, like, I'll give you my parent network system, right? Yeah. I'll pick up your kid today, and then you'll pick up my kid tomorrow. You know, we have things that we exchange for each other this week. There's no after school. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> convenient for me about yeah. to move. And, you know, we just, I'll take your kid tomorrow. Can you just pick up the kid? You know, so there's a lot of that. But what I also noticed, and I had to actually really make a point to pull myself out of that this week. What I noticed that it's like, it's a give and take, but there's this sense of obligation. You do one for me, I have to do one for you. Oh, oh, I it's see. It's very like keeping tab on who's doing what. Yeah. You know? There's there to some degree, I think it's important that it's a flow. There's a give and take. But this week I had to be like, I'm not gonna be able to be a part of that one for one. I'm just not. And this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I can help and do this, this, and this, but I can't do this, this, and this. And leave it at and not and, and I had to resist the temptation of saying, like, I'll make it up to you. Yeah. Because for me, if you know me by now, then you also know that when I can, I'm the first one to raise my hand and help out. Very much so. So yeah. it's it's a relationship that's been built over time. And it's there are moments in life where you just need a little more help than what you can give. And it's important to recognize that. It's important to just voice that. Because people are not going to necessarily read your mind and make that connection for you. No. Right? And it's not out of ill, you know, like behavior. It's just we are all caught up in our own lives, right? It's up to you to say, you know what? In this thing that we have going on right now, I can give one. And I know that you, you know, you need three. But that's what I can give. I'll be more than happy to do my one, but I can't do two, three, and four. No. And leave it up to them whether or not they want to show up for that. Or you can just simply say, do you mind stepping in? Like I did yesterday. Do you guys mind taking my kids this afternoon? I have a lot going on. Absolutely. And you'll find out that the reason why we don't ask is because we are afraid of the rejection. Mm. But really, truthfully, what happens is when you ask, people are more than happy to give. Yeah. yeah. When you're that honest with them and let them know, this really is not a possibility for me to do this right now. People appreciate that radical honesty. Really well, do. In you fact, God, well, God. I was going to say, like in, the, um, in our news uh, this morning, they announced that they just published a research study on exactly what you just talked about that there's a huge willingness for people to help right. but they need to be asked right. Right. <laughs> and we don't ask and we assume and then we get resentful of the oh they're too busy they're never gonna be you know they didn't offer they no. didn't offer it's like well that's your ind like individualism 
Yeah. That's just so caught up in like everyone needs to know what your feelings are and what's going on for you. No one else is in charge of you expressing what's going on for you. You are the only one that can express what's going on for you. You're the only one that can raise your hand and ask for help. You're the only one that can be radically honest and say, I usually can give you 10. Right now, I can only give one. Are you okay with that? And if you're not, that's still what I can get. That's right. You can only give whatever you got in your wallet. That's all I can give in this moment. I have a lot of other things going on, right? Relationship built over time, right? So if that, in that moment that I raise my hand and say, listen, I can only give one, the person doesn't show up, then you know what? There's something to, to look at in that relationship, right? If the person shows up, then that's just a confirmation that you have built something over time, that your support system is there, and that the support support systems are really, really crucial to our, our ability to thrive in life. Yeah. It's not just about, I'm going to make myself thrive. I'm going to do all of this on my own. I can handle it all. That's your ego. That's yeah. your fear I mean, of rejection. Yeah. That's your fear of not getting what you need. That's trauma. That's a little kid inside of you that's tantruming, has a need, that's misbehaving, that's afraid. It really is. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm I'm laughing because I, I, yeah, I I have experienced that. (laughs) But that's, that's, that's the interesting thing is that I have, I have also noticed, like you talk about the overwhelmness and getting wrapped up in their circumstances, is when I attach, it's, I'm taking it personal. Right. Exactly. Like, it, like as, if, as if the universe is trying to give right. me, uh, you know, some kind of message or do something to me or whatever, not realizing that, you know what, it's a rainstorm. And I have no control over the rainstorm right now, but I could put an umbrella on. (laughs) Right, right. And sometimes maybe the universe is giving you a message, right? I need help picking up my kids. All these people that are my friends, no one offers to pick up my kids. The universe is not doing anything to you. No. The universe is doing something for you. It's giving you a very important message there. There's a pause to be taken there, <laughs> inventory to be taken, and you know, reevaluate things. If uh, you need something, yeah. if you are in a moment of need and no one shows up, it, it, there is really not useful to focus on, oh, they are terrible friends. Okay, they are not showing what up. Do you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right. You're not showing yeah. up. What part of me attracted this? What about this friendship is not aligning? Where have I not expressed what I need? Where have I not seen that this person doesn't have that ability or that willingness? Do I still want to be in this relationship? Those are the questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Not, what a terrible friend. Can you believe that? Blah, blah. Oh, you know what? You can do that for a minute and be outraged, right? <laughs> you, you can let it out of your system, right? Because we're, we are we are habitual beings, right? We have that need to just like, ah, blame. 
Blame for a moment. <laughs> Do it. I'll give you permission. Blame for a moment. Go yeah. into the blaming. Failure. And then pause. Yeah. What did that do for me? It just emboldened the anger, made me feel like crap, made me feel disempowered. Okay. You know what? The blaming is not really working either. What can I get from this? Well, this friend is not willing to show up for me when I have a need. What can I do about it? Let them go. Or maybe sit down and be honest. Maybe, maybe the answer is, I wasn't really clear that I needed their help. You know, I wasn't very clear about what my values are, what my expectations are, right? Exactly. So you can always learn from it. It only comes from having a calm, clear, right. right? It's sort of like settling, recognizing you're in a storm and recognizing the things that you can do to calm yourself so that you can get clarity. So you can get that wisdom come through that says, oh, wait a minute, I, there is something I can do. Right. Did I actually ask them? No. Like, you know, like, like some clarity comes through because again, it's more, it seems to be more, you get caught up in the outward inward idea. Uh -huh. And the minute that you disconnect from that, you see, oh, wait a minute. Now I'm in, it's inside out. I'm being more empowered now. Wow. Um, it's, it is, it's a, it's a subtle switch. Sometimes it's more of a dramatic switch, whatever. But I think what also what you pointed out to, and I want to remind is that like when you say the universe is giving it part of, part of what, it, what I get connected to is my feelings are telling me something. Right. 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 I call it God, right. feelings, the situation, the, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it. Like that feeling of overwhelmness is a signal. Right. I, it doesn't, I don't recognize it as a the signal. The storm comes and it typically doesn't leave without doing a little bit of damage. Right. So, yeah. What you're, yeah, yeah. Right, what you're yeah. left with is what you're going to be looking at. And now, okay, it's terrible. And we can focus on that right? Your friend not showing up is the damage, right? Yeah. Your feelings are hurt. You're disappointed, right? You're angry. All of that is there. Okay. We have to recognize and acknowledge it's there. It exists. Yeah. I can't just be like, ah, oh, this must be, you know, this is my soul's plan. Perhaps it is, right? But what is happening right now while this is your soul's plan, your soul's plan is also putting you through dealing with your own emotions about this and looking at this relationship for how, what is bringing, you don't have to sit there and, and learn the lesson over and over and over again. It's oh, let's hope not. <laughs> that doesn't serve you. What no. what is telling you, your soul's plan is telling you is time to let it go. Are you learning to let go of people, right? So yeah, the damage, right is like hurt feelings let's say well you have to recognize that and see it assess it what can we do about it right well one thing i can do is really be intentional and honest in my relationships moving forward about what i need what i what i expect instead of expecting making agreements ex express uh -huh. what I express what i would like to see in a relationship
whatever it is, you know, I'm giving a, an example of relationships, but whatever it is, right? Typically, those are the things that make us really angry, right? <laughs> or, you know, I didn't get my stuff packed on time and I'm moving, you know, like, well, what's the lesson there? You know, like, what's the damage? I didn't move on time. What can I do differently next time, right? Mm-hmm. Am I going to die from this? I'm not. No. Right. No. Can I sit there and be really resentful and cry and like be stressed and all of that because I may not? Uh, yes. And guess what? You probably want because you spend a lot of time in that space, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or I can just say, oh, the day's coming close. I need to move faster. You know? Who can help me? Who can help me? Right? And those are present moment questions, right? So you're more in the present rather than, oh my God, I got so much things to do. I got, you know, and that's, to me, anytime I get caught up in uncertain times, it's really me re-reminding myself to, first of all, there is no future. It hasn't been created yet. Right. The past is the past. This is the only moment I have right now. Right. And, you know, and it's also about, you know, going back to, let's go back to the, to the present example, right, of me moving. One thing that I did to really ease the stress of having to move, basically, a three-bedroom apartment on my own was I pre-planned for it. I have people scheduled to come to pack my place. Did I want to do a lot of this myself? Yes. Okay. So we made a compromise mm-hmm. as much as I can. On Saturday, on Sunday, they're going to come and pack it. Whatever's not packed, they're going to come and pack it, right? So really give yourself that help. Sometimes the help comes in the form of accept, giving that to yourself, give that to yourself, right? Like pre-plan it that way because it has been massively helpful to always remind myself if I don't get all these things done, because the list keeps on growing every day, right? Yes. For some reason, it keeps like growing. If I don't get it all done, I have a plan B. They're going to come and take care of the rest. Yeah. And yeah. maybe my list of 20 things that I wanted to get done is going to be a list of 10. Can I be okay with that? Absolutely. <laughs> I am very fortunate. I can pay for these people to come and pack my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Do I want to have control over what goes in every box so that I know when I open it, what's in there? And yes. Can I let go of that? Yes. <laughs> that's awful good of you. Uh, that's funny. So I, um, so I know you're busy and I know you have a lot of things to do. And, oh, and, I have nothing going on. Oh, you have nothing going on. Yeah. No, but uh, anyway, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation and, and I hope, you know, our, our, our listeners and watchers, um, um, saw some value, some, uh, re- some of it resonated, but they had some value. <clears throat> We're not hoping here. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, uh, it's just my language. Um, reach out to us, you know, share our, share our, 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 our show, um, like, like the channel. Uh, the value. Yeah. Just let people know, share it. And- yeah. Help us amplify our impact. It's that's why we do what we do. Because, to be honest, who hasn't been in a store? 
Well, exactly. Uh, and I, and I'm really curious, uh, and this is the challenge to the, to the, to the audience is to, uh, you know, share, share with us what you, what you do uh, to stay uh, on course, you know, tell uh, us, you know, uh, we don't have all the answers. We, we I don't want to pretend to have all the answers. Um, but I do know that, you know, my number one, and I, and I keep, this is my number one prop. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, I know nothing good comes out of me shaking the snow globe. <laughs> I know, for the podcast listeners, it's a snow globe. That, it's that, a snow globe. Yeah. That Rick constantly pulls out. <laughs> for a while, he was covering the screen with another, you know, fuzzy screen. But yeah. It's just it's just a really good metaphor to show you where your mind is at when you're yeah. caught up the thinking. So yeah. yeah, you know, it really is this is an ongoing conversation. And oh, totally. you, yeah. you want to hear more of this, also let us know because we kind of create these conversations based on what the need is out there. Yeah. So yeah. Excellent. Anyway. You take care, my friend. You too. <laughs> <laughs> Deep breaths, my dear. Deep breaths. All the way to next Tuesday, I'll be. Yeah. Reading. All right. Catch that you. is accessible to all of us. Bye, everyone. Until next time. Bye now. you so much for joining us we appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation and if you found value in today's episode join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights your experience of the show means a lot to us so please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review this action matters to us more than you know you can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao, and until next time. <laughs>